Hey folks, uh, welcome to the Rosenswag podcast. As always, I am your host, Joseph Rosenswag, and uh, this week was a little bit different. Uh, just to give you a little insight on the podcast, uh, usually I record these two weeks out, and uh, this week, uh, the podcast I had originally intended to do, uh, the guest was not able to be on the air at all. Uh, his lawyer suggested that he not release the podcast, uh, mostly due to a legal kerfuffle involving uh, immigration status or something like that. Uh, I, I don't know all the details, but I am wishing him the best right now. Uh, hope his life gets back to normal. That being said, I still got an episode for you guys. I got an episode with uh, one of my absolute favorite people from... Uh, from the DFW area, Rudy Ramsey. Uh, he's one of those guys, uh, you know, uh, when you were a kid and you have that friend who moved away and then he comes back or you move back to your hometown for something and it's like no time has passed. That's how that's how I feel about this guy. He's one of the first, if not the first friend that I made in a comedy scene. Uh, yeah, Rudy Ramsey is just a terrific guy. He's a little out there. I'll say it. He is a little bit out there. But... He's a good guy. He's a good guy, and he's, very importantly for uh, any of this comedy shit, he's a funny guy. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed talking with him. We uh, catch up on some stuff that happened while I I was up in New York, and he was down in Texas. We uh, talk about uh, all sorts of stuff involving family, comedy, uh, the weird stuff surrounding that. Uh, it's fun. But, uh, yeah, let, let's just uh, move on from here and uh, get into the meat of the show, shall we? All right. Let's start this shit. Comedy's going pretty... I like it. I always enjoyed it. You know me, man. Yeah. It, was always, it was always fun for me, no matter what, for the most part. There was some snags here and there, and I took someone's advice. Because I thought, you know, maybe they're right. But I should have known that their advice was wrong because they're telling me to like think of comedy, think of the audience as as a girl you're trying to like, as a girl you're trying to sleep with, and then like you're trying to wow her. And I was like, uh huh. And like you know, you go out there, you do this, and you do that, and, and then and, and when I was thinking about that, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like when I think of women. I don't put them on a pedestal like that because when you start doing that, you, you, at least for me, I don't get successful because I give them more power. And then they sense that the, they sense the weakness or the urgency in me. So it doesn't work. Yeah. <clears throat> so if I, so if I try to do that with the audience, they're like, okay, you got the audience is going to sense my, you know, same thing. They're gonna sense me being out there like trying too hard or something like that. You're not being yourself. Not so. Uh, I totally do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, you ever heard the phrase "playing to the playing to the back of the room"? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like playing. You know, people or we try. I guess comics try to like make other make jokes to make other comics laugh or whatever, yeah. and or try to appease other comics. And I guess at the time, that's what I was. I might have been trying worried about at the time, and they were making me like kind of depressed. It's probably like maybe maybe like six months after you left, and I stopped doing that. You know, I took a break from comedy for like two, three weeks because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I, the reason why I started doing comedy was because I, I enjoyed it and it made me happy. But now, yeah, at that time, I was like, this, I'm not happy while I'm doing it. So what's going on? So I had to take a break and reevaluate my way of thinking. And when I came back to comedy, you know, I was like, this, I had more fun. I had better sets, uh, and the, the actual comic who told me, who gave me that advice, actually said, hey, man, you, you're, you did a really good job. You're actually funnier now. I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, what happened? like, I stopped listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, like one of those things that I always come across is, uh, 
99% of the advice I'm given, I throw out the window. I just keep the idea in my head like, okay, this very particular scenario, they're very right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Especially here, depending on where I'm at, like, uh, I remember having a similar thing back in Texas. Like, if I was playing in Denton versus Dallas versus Fort Worth, like, I'd have to change up my sets here. It's like, if I'm playing in, uh, like, where I live in Bushwick, it's like, I gotta do this kind of shtick if I'm in Greenwich Village. Got to change it up for here. I'm doing uh, Queens, this. I'm doing Harlem, very different. But it's all the same material, just change for this particular group. Like, uh, mm-hmm. going to the room uh, only works to a certain extent. You got to be yourself. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. And it's very. It's hard to be yourself when, when you feel like a lot of, you feel like a lot of pressure to be funny, and and sometimes you don't feel like being yourself is funny. Uh, I mean, and you've talked with me. I can be I, very I, severe, and then just like switch it on a dime. Like that's the one thing we always have to do. Got a yeah. computer because that's going off in the background. <laughs> Say what? I gotta mute my computer because that's going off in the background. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, is that good or bad? I just got a Windows Defender update. It sounds like it's bad. Oh no, it's fine. First time doing. Is this format okay, or do you want to switch this? No, this works. Like I, I'm going from having people in my kitchen to here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I. I need to do my podcast all over again. I, I, I had to rearrange and move it from one area to another area. And I just haven't had the time to go over there and rebuild the stage pretty much. And it's, I've been slacking really what it is. It's, it's, I have a babysitter, but like my girlfriend's like, ah, that's not the best babysitter. So, I don't like using her unless I really need to use her for a babysitter. Yeah. And going to do the podcast and get it set up is not like something like, it's not something my girlfriend's like, you, did you really need the babysitter for that? It's like, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I should get it running, but, <clears throat> but I, I recently took a, a little hiatus, you know, from, from comedy because I have my kids during the summer and I would take that little winter, that little yeah, summer break when I have them. Back when uh, I was down there doing all that shit, you, you disappear and like once every three or four weeks I'd see you again. Like two Yeah, months. yeah, it's like two or three months. This this year it was two months because they're going back to school earlier. And it, I swear, like last year it was two and a half months. The first year when they moved to Arizona, it was three months. And it, every summer has gotten shorter, and I, and it's, I know it's a school, but I feel like I, I feel like the moms are like, she, not that she's lying to me, saying that hey, you know, their school starts earlier, but like the school has a thing against me. She's <laughs> like, no, nah, you know, we don't want you to spend that much time with your kids. We're gonna keep making the school start sooner and sooner. Oh man. They got an eye on you. Like, oh, shit. I think that was my big thing. I don't even think. So, yeah. <laughs> but it was great, though. Like, uh, uh, it was hard. It was, it was a lot harder this time. I, I, was, I didn't work this summer. You know, I just do full-time comedy. Oh, shit. Um, I wish I could get back to But that. the hard part was that I have a one-year-old. Yeah. 
I have a one-year-old, a four-year-old, and a 10-year-old this time. And that's a lot of kids. That's, that's great. That's a lot of kids, Bobby. So, yeah, that's a lot of kids. Uh, like mm-hmm. being a parent, it's nice though. Like comedy, but that's not a lot of. That's not what a lot of us go through during this. Like uh, for me, and a lot of people, it's just I'm single. I'm dating, or I'm married, no kids, and I can do comedy. Uh, like during this time, mm-hmm. how, how are you finding a balance between doing comedy and being a parent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not too hard to like, to juggle the two. Yeah. Um, I think the hardest part is, is, is trying to, trying to make other, other comics understand that when they ask me if I can, if I want to go do something or if I want to go do not necessarily a show, but like, hey, do you want to go hang out and go or go to this mic or go to that mic or can you come to this mic? I'm like, I can't because I have my kids and when I have them, I don't do anything. Yeah. But some of them just that I don't. That's the hardest part. Get, getting them to be like, hey, I, this is kind of important to me right now. Yeah. Open mics. I'm not going to just go to open mic. I'm not going to call my kids off on somebody else so I can go to open mic. I got booked probably for two shows this time. And I don't have, I'll, I'll go do a show because it's an actual booking. Um, they don't happen that often. Um, so to, to the point where it like, it starts getting in the way or it starts um, making it seem like my, I'm neglecting my kids more. Yeah. You know, so, uh, so there's a few times people were like, oh, come to this. And I'm like, I can't. And they're like, uh, come on, man! Your kids will be there. Blah blah. It's like, no. I mean, yeah, they're gonna be there, but that's not how it is. You know, I have my kids. I only have them for a short period of time. Yeah. Tommy, uh, Tommy will still be there. I'll just keep on, uh, keep on writing stuff. Keep on watching them. Keep on doing SSD while I'm with them, so I can <laughs> not go crazy. <laughs> Oh man! I tell you though, you haven't you haven't experienced uh, uh, your kids until you you like tripping on shrooms with them, and like you really bond with how their mind works a little bit more. Yeah, and you know, I love, yeah, it's a totally different experience, and 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 of course they enjoy me a lot more because I'm a little more laid back. <laughs> you got that little bit of childlike wonder like they do. Like I I still remember the. Uh, Mm-hmm, first yeah. I, first time I took shrooms, it was just two grams. Ended up uh, wandering from my friend's apartment back to mine and just looking at the night sky for like six hours. It's like, wow, space is really cool, isn't it? <laughs> and, yeah, that's how my four year old is right now. A yeah. four year old, he'll be like, hey, wow. He'll be like staring at like. Freaking the wall, and he's like, "Wow, look at that! I threw some food on it and it stained it." Wow! Like, yeah, now I gotta wait to go to bed so I can clean it. And you're just going, "Yep, yep, I love you, I love you, Jesus." Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I. And and. I I. What? I I worked with kids so much throughout high school and college between working as a janitor at a zoo then a docent at a children's museum i i dealt with that every every day for a while and mm-hmm. i think that for the life of me turned me off the idea of kids until i am much older yeah yeah it's just like yeah i you are lovely. Uh-huh. You are lovely people, but I, I only have so much of a tolerance. But I mean, I guess having your own is a good thing. No, it's not. I still don't like my kids. <laughs> I mean, I don't like other I, people's I, kids. I don't like my kids. I love them, but I, I don't like them. They're horrible. I mean, I mean. <laughs> my parents were worried that they, that my brother would think his name was Damn It Ben. 
Oh yeah. His first name was <laughs> damn it. His last name was Ben. They were afraid. That, oh man. Like, what's your name? Damn it, Ben. Shit. <laughs> uh, well, then my if I, I never thought about that, but if that's it, then my kid would be worried that their name is Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't see say I didn't say that a lot, and they say I heard come my son saying it like, like Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, playing the video game. Yeah. Yeah, but they're at that point, like the boys, four and ten, they're at that point where the, all they want to do is either play on their Xbox or play on the phone for the most part. I wasn't in uh, the And then my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Your daughter? My daughter, she uh, she she plays around with, like, still dolls and everything. She's only one, so she's not into gadgets yet. But she'll, she'll steal my remote and then take off running with it, like, Holding it properly, yeah. But like, so she she don't know what she's doing, but like she still pushes the button, but she still takes off with it because she knows she's not supposed to have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny watching kids when they when they first learn how to walk. Like the first three or four months, they just take off and their little stumpy legs, right? Doing this little goofy walk, they kind of have like that drunk stagger walk, like me when after I've drank like ten beers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, but uh, aside from like the kids and me having them and the summer thing, comedy's going like pretty well. I I like it. I really like it. Well, how long have you been at it again? Like, what year did you start? Uh, shit, man. I think you. Uh, it was um. I don't know if it was February or November. I think it was November of 2018. Yeah, I remember you started like a few months before I did, not too long before. Like, uh, I was back. And when did you start? Like, February, right? Uh, April. Uh, what was that? April. Uh, 20. Yeah, you started around the same time I did. Uh, was it April 2018? I started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was right around then because it wasn't for COVID. Uh, We've been three years doing it, but, you know. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Then I, I started, I think I started in February then. Yeah. Because you had already been I'm doing sure it for a little bit before I did. I remember that. I ran into you and you were giving mm-hmm. like a breakdown on everyone in the scene. It's like, who are these people? Well, this person, they do this. Uh, Butch, he's like a booker. He does shows here. Uh, Mana, she's... <laughs> She's like, uh, she runs like six different open mics and there's like two shows, all these things. Like I, things I needed to know about the community. I remember that's how we met. Like you're oh, well, I'm glad I was helpful. Yeah. You were one of the guys <laughs> I met right at the beginning, right? When I started. Yeah. I'm glad that we're still friends. Yeah. Yeah. Not too many people, not too many people still like me. <laughs> why, why is that? That's not true. What have you uh, done? What have you done that's alienated the community? Oh, man, community? I've done so much. I mean, if anyone I, here hears the think- first co- podcast I did with you where... I, just- I, I haven't <laughs> done things... I haven't done too many things to alienate myself, per se. Yeah. But I've done... I've done... I, but I have noticed a lot of bullshit in people Yeah. that 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 tells me, okay you turned out to be a different person than I thought you were. Yeah. And your personality, your personality finally came out. Uh, I, I don't talk to Dave American anymore. Uh, so I got don't worry about with, uh, naming names. I'm going to bleep out stuff in here, here and there. Oh, so. you can leave me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying if you're worried about anything, we have technology. That's what this podcast runs on. Oh, okay. But yeah, but you know how I did my podcast. I just say whatever. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. And I feel like, not only that, but I when when we do podcasts, I kind of feel like most podcasts should be as as clear and and you call it as not clear coded <laughs> as honest as can be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's kind of what that's 
what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be raw and not edited per se. Actually, not not edited. I mean, I guess bleep out when you, you say something by accident or something, but like not. Like I, I was on a podcast one time. Yeah. And I was in the background of it. And <clears throat> okay, the guy was talking about they were on Kill Tony. Yeah, yeah. And they had, they had said something, and the guy, when he was on Kill Tony, he said, he brought up the conversation. They asked him about him and his girlfriend's sex life. And apparently him and his girlfriend don't go down on each other, right? Yeah. And I was on acid at the show, and I was like, huh. And Rogan, Joe Rogan was there, and Tony, and they were asking the press, like, what What do you mean you don't go down on each other? Like, you know what? You don't like head? And he was like, well, you know, we kind of have, like, a mutual understanding. And he's like, well, she's going to be really mad at me because I talked about this on another podcast, and now I'm talking about it again. And <laughs> But I'm over here pondering, like, hmm, every guy likes BJs. Yeah. And girls, and girls, if girls don't like giving BJs, even the guy would be like, okay, if you're not going to go down on me, I'll still go down on you because I'm not that much of a vindictive asshole, but going down on girls is still fun. Yeah. So I, I put, I, you know, I was like, okay, well, what would cause this to be, to be a reason for them both to agree not to go down on each other. And I was like, oh, okay, well, she's a tall black girl. He's a short white guy. And I was like, oh, he doesn't know how to tell her how her, that her pussy stinks. <laughs> yeah. So and, and to avoid that conversation, you, uh, a guy would be like, how about we just don't go down on each other? I don't like head and I won't go down on you. You don't have to go down on me. You just won't do it. <laughs> rather than say hey you're not always fresh down there you think we can change your diet or maybe go see a doctor because it, it can be fixed it can be fixed and I had okay I have a friend who she she had that problem and she always thought that that's just how she was she yeah. thought she just had a smell down there until she went to the doctor and the doctor prescribed her all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then finally she was like, holy crap, I don't smell down there anymore. It's like all this time I thought it was me. Turns out, and cause she would always tell guys that she didn't like guys going down on her. Yeah. Really? She was just self-conscious about it. So, and you know, this happened before that situation. <clears throat> So I, I understand that it's not always fresh down there for women, but like if you're in a loving relationship, you guys can, you guys should be comfortable enough to be able to tell yeah. each other. Yes. Otherwise, otherwise you end up like there's something gonna, that's always going to be in the back of people's or their, of their relationship mind bothering them or whatever. So back to where I'm on the podcast. Yeah. They're talking about that situation. I light up because I'm like, well, here's my chance to bring up this, my, here's my chance to bring up what I thought about the situation. Yeah. So I jump up and I'm like, hey, dude, it's like, how can you sit there and tell tell these people, everybody on this thing, hey, your girlfriend's pussy stinks. And he like does this look like not, not like out of anger or anything like kind of like that face where you like just got caught in like a an inside joke type of thing like uh yeah uh, oh shit they know they <laughs> yeah know. man yeah 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 he looked at me like that <laughs> and and the guy next to him with another comic was like oh man and I can't believe you let him say that about your girl. It was like, you should punch him. And then somebody else was like, hey, man, quite down. She's upstairs. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I mean, I think she should hear this too, man. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, I was saying this if she was here or not because, this, you know, that's just how I am. Uh, I think she should know about this. <laughs> so, uh, so I said that, right? But they, they, I, I, I'm on acid. I kind of feel bad for bringing it up. Yeah. But I still, still kind of, I, I went outside to think about it. I still stand by what I say. I just feel like I went at it the wrong way. 
like I shouldn't have been so happy to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like when I was talking to them and whatever, they're like, okay, we're just going to edit the podcast. We're going to cut all these parts out. We're going to do this. She's <laughs> like, how do you, how do you like sit there and, and expect your audience members to be like, what just happened? There's a huge chunk of stuff missing. <laughs> that, that's why I only bleep names and cut out the beginning and end. That's it. I get, yeah, I get so, the meat of the shit. That, that's what I that try to do. Just like, that was an interesting Cause night. right now I feel like we're really rolling. We're going with this shit. We, we've gotten into the conversation. I, I just don't understand it where, like I've heard a lot of ones produced at my level, especially where it's just we're gonna ramble for forty five minutes and then we have uh-huh. two hours that are good and ramble for another hour afterwards. Uh, I'm gonna grab my plate real quick. We're not used to that. Oh, it's not oh there it is. You can hear me. I can keep talking, right? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you, man. So that that night, I was actually. I was, I was in Austin with, with um, Landon, right? We had gone on a road trip. How's Landon doing? I know uh, he's, he's gotten doing off. Awesome. Has he gotten off all the parole? I'm sorry. Now? Oh, yeah, he's been off that for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think, haven't I think for a I, while. I haven't talked to him in a long time. I, I, I just remember him being, like, the sweetest person in comedy. Like, he was a door guy at a comedy club who, like... Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> no, no, he, no. He it was a bitchy little motherfucker, but he was the sweetest yeah. person. Like, if you ever got into a conversation with him, it's like, oh no, he actually cares about like everyone doing this stuff, the people he sees every day, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he, he he still like that. He's still very very nice about like you know you if you don't do anything stupid, and I mean stupid like disrespectful type of stupid thing. Yeah. And, and don't act like you you you're you're just because you're a comic that you're not better than a regular person. Yeah. Then then you'll be fine. Landon will treat you with the utmost respect. But a lot of people get something in their head when they start doing a little bit more comedy or getting a little bit more known. That oh now I can I think I can just do this. I think I can do that. Even now, even when he became manager of Heinous and Dallas. I still, I don't, I didn't just walk up there on the open mic and be like, Cole, put me on the list, you know, before I even went up there, I texted him, hey, I don't know how you run the mic on on your day, on Wednesday, um, you know, give me the 411, because I haven't been up there in a while, is it like for worth, how do I do it, I don't expect, I didn't expect to go up there and have him just write me in, write me in wherever he wanted to. Yeah, and, and even though we're really good friends, and and I help him out if he needs a ride, or I help him out with other little things, yeah. and and you know, <clears throat> I'm not gonna just expect that I that he owes me anything. Yeah, because of all that stuff. You, you got to separate the uh, professional side from the friendship side. A lot of this stuff, which is something mm-hmm. like because yeah, and, and when I do go up there. Yeah. Yeah, and when I do go up there, like, let's just say there's somebody I want to see, sometimes I'll go up there with some friends of mine, and he'll, he'll, um, he'll, if, if he can get me and them in for free, cool. If he can't, you know, he'll get me in for free, and then, um, they'll pay, cool. But, like, for the most part, he'll be like, hey, okay, we got a spot for you. We're going to sit you guys down here, right? And then the waiters will come. He treats me, treats me like the regular, like if I was a paying customer, yeah. and that's a lot of respect to give a comic. I mean, other people would be like, "Yeah, go where the fuck you want to," and if somebody comes and helps you out, they help you out. If not, then boo hoo. Yeah. And that that would that would suck. I mean, that would suck if I went out there with friends and and they had to pay, and then we just kind of sat like in the far back with no service or anything like that. You know? Yeah. Well, well but he he's doing he's doing really well. Happy to hear that. Uh, yeah, as far as being a manager, yeah, he. Uh-huh. Uh, it's one of those things I see a lot here. Uh, you see it occasionally back in the DFW area, but there's this weird thing here where a lot of comics, just because 
They've been on a show that no one went to, myself included. We walk around with this chip on our shoulder that is totally undeserved. Like, uh, there's this weird thing where it's just like, yeah, I did uh, three shows and I made six dollars. Uh, I'm the man. I better be. <laughs> I I paid for one fifth of an Uber ride back to my apartment. I told my roommates all about it. Everyone who is still up. Oh yeah. In the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I um I don't. I'm not sure what it is. I think it's just um, they ride that wave of, of you know how we get that that wave of rush of coming off stage and like that was exhilarating. Yeah, it's almost like that 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 lasts way longer than it should. <laughs> I, I I'm finally like after a couple of months being back in this, I'm finally getting off that wave. I'm fun. Uh, I talked about this with another guy. I'm finally feeling uh, like oh yeah, I can just bomb on stage because you know the it works. I'm trying to change like two lines in it, and I just wanted to work out. I don't give a shit about the rest of the set. Fuck that. I can bomb. Nothing matters until I'm on an actual show, and then it's just like, oh, you know, I have to kill for that. And the rest of the time, I can be dog shit. I probably am just terrible at this, but for like 15 minutes, one night, every couple of weeks, <laughs> I'm amazing. I feel like oh, we, you kind of broke up there towards the end. What'd you say? Uh, just like we need to realize, like especially at a certain level, that mm -hmm. for one night every week or two we are great. Otherwise, we're just another open mic comedian. Like most of the time, that's what we are. We're just another guy who essentially this is a fun hobby for. We could be really good at it. We could go someplace with it, but we need to realize that no, we're even if we're hot shit, we're hot shit to like two dozen people. Everyone else, it doesn't matter. Especially the people yeah. at the place <laughs> we're at. Yeah, I, I I think those people who who get that mentality, who feel like they're hot shit. Uh, those tend to also be the ones that like fall down the hardest when 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 they have that little instant, that little bit of pieces where things are going so well or where they're they've written their jokes and done it so many times they haven't come up with anything new or their new stuff is not doing well they like get into that little depression and the next thing you know, they're a little angry at some other comics who are doing better because the other comics didn't try to reddish on how well they did when they did a little bit well and just kept on focusing on improving. Yeah. There's still comments that I see, there's still comments that I see doing the same jokes that I saw three years ago and they're still not funny. Like the jokes, they haven't changed at all. I mean, I, there's some jokes I'm doing now that I took back from when I was in the DFW area, like at the beginning that weren't mm -hmm. working, and I just changed them up. Like, it, I, for the first time doing comedy, I actually have a consistent book. I'm not just switching out journals every like six weeks. Like usually, yeah. I I keep up with it minimally. It's like, oh, I'm recording the set. I'm hitting it down. I'm writing this. I'm editing that. Before it was just like, nah, these same twelve jokes work. I'm just going to keep on editing them or uh, doing them the same way no matter what. And it's weird, especially post-COVID. I, I have no idea what it's been like there. I, I finally got to a point where it's just made actually working on building material and making the shit I have as sharp as possible. Uh, how has that been there? Like, uh, I know you guys only had like a three, four-week lockdown, like. How did that affect everything? Well, <clears throat> there was a, a while there where nothing was really open, and 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 for me, 
I took the opportunity to like build that stage in my backyard. Yeah. I, and so impressive. And I started, yeah, I started inviting comics to my, my open mic in my backyard because I was seeing it pointless as me trying to go to a mic and scheduling, okay, this is the mic I'm going to go this week just to find out that they got canceled the day before. Yeah. That's what would happen. They'd be like, okay, even even with like big places like Hyenas, well, Hyenas was going to have a mic. Oh, next thing you know, they're not having a mic. It's like, okay, so I would just be like, I'm just going to do a mic on Saturday so that like it's, yeah. most of the time there is no mic on Saturday anyway. Yeah, so, that that's a show night. It's not a mic night. Yeah. So, and they, even though Hyenas was having like very like limited shows, yeah, uh, they still weren't having mics yet. So I still do my mic in my in my backyard. And, you know, I get very small numbers of comics come through. Maybe like four four to seven comics a, a, a Saturday. Um, sometimes I get like like five people, regular people, just there to watch. Yeah, but but it's still funny to me. Like there's still things that I get to see and 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 witness with it. it with the comics that do come that I wouldn't get to if I didn't do the mic at all. Yeah. Like I got to, I got to see titties last, like two Saturdays ago. <laughs> One of the comics after her set, she slashed everybody and, and then <laughs> did a headstand and started shaking her ass. And I was like, Woo! Uh, the only time I've ever had that was, uh, at the Creek in the cave when it was in Queens. Uh, I remember there used to be this, lady in her late 60s uh and she would do like this old school vaudeville routine where she was singing terrible voice and she would just do this strip tease along with it and at a certain point it went from being just i really don't want to see a basically 70 year old woman uh, naked to being like, oh my god, she is doing the splits. Her, her raggedy cunt is just scraping the carpet on this stage, and holy <laughs> shit, this is the most amazing thing I've seen all week. I don't, I, I saw a guy kill in a room with a ten minute bit uh, about mm-hmm. like using the word scrotum versus pussy as like a term for. Uh, weakness that pales in comparison to this woman oh, who yeah. just did this <laughs> oh my god like i that stuck with me i you asked me I to would, paint a picture of like what her tits look like i could do that by memory you asked me to say like five lines from what that guy's bit was i wouldn't know <laughs> did it look like orangutan titties? <laughs> That's the surprising part. They did not sag down as far as you'd expect. Like, despite being no. incredibly overweight, the woman was spry, her tits, well, they weren't amazing. Like, they, like if I was at a retirement home, it'd be like, oh, yeah, she stopped here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, no, no. <laughs> Apparently, she has some videos on X videos. I don't remember a name for the life of me. I just remember the routine. But if you ever want to look that <laughs> up, you'll, you'll eventually come across it. Cause, no. uh, she has a penchant for uh, well-hung young black men, and they they seem to adore her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 could, I, for, I don't know why, but for some reason, I just picture, like, uh, you know, those... Um, they're like a certain type of like uh, white, white cotton white that you're supposed to use the con- control. Yeah. I just picture her vagina just being all covered in white hair. It's just like attracting all the lint from that floor. <laughs> I, I feel like floor. it, it might have. <laughs> like she had nylon <laughs> pantyhose on, so like there's a lot of static electricity going on there. Must have <laughs> cleaned the rug every time she's up. Yeah, 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 might have to shampoo that a couple times. I I really <laughs> hope that 
She moved down to Texas and is back to exclusively performing at the Creek in the Cave down in Austin. Yeah. What, um, I need to go up there and see you, dude. I need to go to New York. There's no reason for me to not go up there and see you. Well, I mean, but you have roommates, and not like I can just stay wherever. <laughs> you got a couch. Yeah, but that'd be weird for your roommate. Yeah, uh, I, I have a story on that. So, uh, one of my roommates, uh, he, was, he met this girl online, right? Oh, uh, that always starts great. Yeah, he met this girl online, seemed great. She came up here for about a week and a half, two weeks, and, uh, then she tried to throw herself off the roof. What? Why? Was, was, I, I don't know. She has a lot of money. Did he give her age? I, well, I, I I don't know what the <laughs> fuck happened, but apparently she does this kind of shit. Uh, and I, if we can deal with that, like, now there's a whole thing going on with all this, like, on a legal level, when he went to go visit her down in Texas, like, I, I don't know the specifics of it, but it's at a point where, like, she tried to do that a couple of more times. Mm-hmm. And Wait, like, can we ask after- tolerate that. I, I can deal with a guy who, like, eats a fistful of shrooms every now and then. So, so after the first time she tried to do that, he still wanted to talk to her? Yeah. What the hell is wrong with him? Is he that lonely? <laughs> uh, everyone tries to figure it out. But, uh, he's a swell guy. Like, I like having him as a roommate. He, like, he pays rent on time. He's great to hang out with. And it's just like, I don't know what's happening in his love life. I try not to get into it. That's your personal shit. Whatever. Uh, hey, uh, speaking of love life, do, do, you, do you remember what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name right now. God damn it. He, uh, give me some physical descriptions. Right, I can probably, right now, really dorky, fat, wears glasses. He would be at hat tricks a lot. I never went to hat tricks much. Uh, oh man, Tony Casillas? No, not Tony Casillas. I, I know he was um, doing shit with like. Rogan and a bunch of other big name comics, and she's like, "Oh no, good for him." Well, there's a catch to that. They're, they're like Rogan's doing a thing, and then like Tony just like got on like a little side show of it. But it sounds good when you say Tony's doing things with Rogan, but technically he's not really doing things with Rogan. I figured it's something like that, but the thing is, the guy is doing more shit than I am, and I can't. That is awful. Awesome. That is true. Yeah, it, is it's true. just like, oh no, he's definitely like way. He he's at a point where he's doing well enough that he's even on the sideshow with him. Like I I can't even get to that point right now. So like, kudos to him. Like it, it's terrible when. Like, someone is that good at it, considering he, when I started, he'd been doing it for two years, so I guess now he's around five in, like, mm-hmm. uh, five or six, and it's just, like, I, I never enjoyed his comedy, but, like, obvious, I, I feel like an asshole in the room. You ever have that with another comedian where it's just, like, everyone is busting a gut at his jokes, but... You're just sitting there going like, that's not that funny. No, I don't think he's that funny either, though. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, oh. I think he's corny. Yeah, but the thing is, is that if anyone I know mm-hmm. can, like, uh, like, kill with a regular audience, it's that mm-hmm. guy. Like, he, he's fucking phenomenal with a, like, regular group of people. Like, I could gather a group of people in any given place, and I feel like he would he would have a killer set. Yeah, probably for yeah. the most part. If, he, if he's doing his regular, not regular, but if he's doing his for the most part jokes that he always does that he's been working on for a while. Yeah. Well, he's got that set down. Uh, like I saw some clips of him recently. He's 
doing similar stuff to when I was there. And she's like, he's got that so far down pat, just like so keyed in with each bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, no. I need to get there with my shit that borders on the esoteric. Just- See, I, I would like to get there, too. I just don't want to be corny like him. I don't want to be. I, oh, I yeah, think yeah, that's but- the corny jokes, and I don't want That's to be the corny. Thing. You and I feel like it's like that, but obviously it's working for him. So it's like for him, he got these down to this point. I, I feel like uh, it's something that I don't know about you, but I need to work on where it's just like every joke feels like I'm telling that joke for the first time, you know? Now, that is something that I've been where I've been trying to uh, work with and that will stop me from actually stop myself from, from being funny because I'll, I'll feel like I'm coming off fake if I start telling the jokes too many times and even though they're funny jokes and even though they're you know they're all premises that I that I really feel or that I've really been through, if I do them too many times, I, I still start feeling like I'm not authentic. Yeah, yeah, I, I know the feeling. I <clears throat> When I first got back to comedy post-COVID, I was doing a, uh, a five-minute set about my working career and the shit that I've been through, like uh, working at a catering company for crack addict who was like a friend's dad, uh, doing this shit with a, uh, Lebanese mobster working, uh, at a restaurant as management until I was working there so much that my body started to shut down. I was basically just shitting my pants. Like it was just a constant leak from stress and alcohol. Just like, Uh like that bit was killing for like, a week, and then it became less and less authentic feeling. Mm-hmm. I was doing like 10 mics a week at that point, and it was just like, yeah, this this doesn't feel like the real thing. And I even had other comics tell me that much. It's like, this all seems fake. And it's like, no, this is, this is my real experience. It's just I've told it way too much. <laughs> yeah, I... um. I think when when I try to do something like that, it all it really comes down to how like my intro is. Like I can't I can't just jump into what I want to talk about a joke like that or, or a storytelling joke. I have to I have and I have to think of something else that can lead on to that. Yeah, and that leading on to it kind of gets me revved up to talk about that, and then I get more more into, which is why some people tell me that it takes me a little bit to get into my actual bit. Like you gotta, and I don't have a problem with that though. I mean, I'm fine with that. And sometimes they're really good intros, and sometimes people try to give. Oh, this happens. This happens to me a lot more than it should. But like people like try to give me, like uh, they may. I know they're they're doing like these little intro, like kind of like backhanded comments type of intro. Yeah. Almost, almost, and they think that like it's gonna affect me, but that I roll with it. Like this one comment introduced me. Like here's. We Ramsey, he doesn't he doesn't wear a mask, uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's how you want to play it. I go up on stage, do a whole little spew about not wearing a mask, how nobody even wears condoms, and now you guys care about masks and you're still fucking without condoms, and you're okay getting each other's fucking herpes, and you know, fucking I had fucking I had to clap twice already, you motherfuckers, <laughs> like stuff like that, and and you know, <clears throat> kind of like turn it around on him. Yeah, because you know, for one, not that many people are there wearing masks. Like, why do you have to point it out that I'm not wearing a mask? You know, it's kind of like stuff like that. It's like, 
where people are introducing me and they're trying to figure out like a negative format to introduce me. Yeah. And then like, I'll do that, something like that, make people laugh a little bit through that and then jump into, and then somehow it just leads into something else. Another bit that I have already in my, you know, in my, I guess in my bank of jokes. And that helps me feel not so fake. Yeah. Uh, well, like right now, I, the way I ease the audience into what I do, I, you know, my style of comedy, it, it's goofy, but it's also kind of dark. Like it, it's finding the, yeah, it is. It, it's basically finding the goofiness in all the darkness. Uh, like right now, it's like either a mispronunciation of my name are too accurate. It's like, uh, I do this bit where it's like, uh, it's about like, right now my opener is talking about like how, like, oh yeah, the Jews have had a tough few years with Epstein, Weinstein, and Palestine. And it's just, oh yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we're dealing with that. I'm glad I'm the only one who connected those dots. And then it's like, okay, I've got the audience on my side. They realize where I stand with all of this stuff, where it's just like, no, nah, this, everything is absurd. Let's just move on from there. Like, just mm-hmm. living life is crazy. Let's, let's figure out where we're at and just plow through this because it's going to be, it's going to be silly. And you're going to uh, think about something for at least two seconds. And you can go, oh, yeah, that, that is kind of weird. And it seems to work out like, uh, I'm sure you know New York and the subway. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've managed to actually make a bit work with that here. And it's just like, oh no, yeah, I have to establish myself at the beginning to be able to make that, uh, that joke pan out. So otherwise, the it's just subway like, joke? Yeah, it's just talking about, like, oh, yeah, riding the subway is awful, isn't it? Okay, here we go. That's it? It's about, about like, a man mugging himself on the subway. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it, like, it, by itself, it's just this sad story of a guy with, like, schizophrenia seeing his reflection and trying to take money from that guy, but it's like, oh, no, I was riding the J train and this shit actually happened. <laughs> I'm just seeing a guy <laughs> scream at himself. It's a story of human connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. man. I, I I do enjoy the homeless people here that talk to themselves and just ramble and do Austin? Okay, it happened to me in Austin too. Yeah, and the homeless people there are insane. And I was, I thought, and it was funny because it reminded me of South Park. But like, there was a guy standing next to me while we were waiting to go to kill Tony, and the guy was all like, "You got any change?" And I was like, "No, dude, I ain't got no change." And I turned around, and I turned back and looked at him, and he asked me again, I was "Like, you got any change?" And I was like, "No." I just told you, like, not even 10 seconds ago, I don't have any change. So I turned around, and I, looked, I turned back, right? He's still standing there. He's like, so you got any change? And I was like, what the hell? And, and there's another comic in front of me. I forget who it was. But I started telling him, like, I started laughing. And the guy's like, and the comic's all like, what's so funny? I was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't think this was, this was I didn't think this was, South Park was talking about, but it it is exactly what South Park is talking about. They're like you, like they're just asking you for change, and then you can give them change, and then they'll still stand there and say after change. Wait, and he's the guy, and the guy was all like, you know, he's standing right there. I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm like, if he's not smart enough to move after asking me for change, and then asking me for change again, do you really think he's smart enough to understand what I'm saying now? We just got our podcast canceled after that comment. The entire uh, woke media outlet just canceled us. Apple Podcasts just said, 
Oh my God, they're talking about homeless people like that. I want you to know that we. I, I got a notification right now. They they overheard. <laughs> no way, really? Nah, man. Like, oh, you joking? <laughs> yeah, shit, man. I was going to an open mic last night. Like, I, I did one oh. open mic. I went uh-huh. back home. I went to the second one. And, like, the train stop right beside me. Uh, there's this small homeless camp. Like, this couple lives there. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, lovely people. Because, like, they sweep up the streets and make sure, like, anyone who's, like, really fucked up. Like, they're not there, or they get them, like, a chair, like, something. They try to help out with all this shit. So, honestly, top-tier people, like, yeah, they're homeless. I'm sure they're doing something nice. Yeah, yeah well, it's like, oh, no. They're, I just thought that situation yeah, they, was funny. But, oh, no. I go there last <laughs> night. I don't know the mm-hmm. situation. All I know is there is a... Blonde homeless woman. What from a distance they thought she had a knife. What it actually was like a broken off plank from a pallet. She's holding mm-hmm. that in her hand and waving it around like a club. And the couple that lives underneath this stairway, one of the uh, subway overpasses, uh, they're chasing her off and throwing shit at her. And for me. I guess it's because I've been here this long at this point. It's just like, ah, well, as long as I dodge them, I can get up the stairs, no problem. <laughs> I, it, it, I mean, what are you supposed to do? You can't get involved. Well, I could. I don't want to. No, don't get involved. Okay. Yeah, exactly. When, when it comes to homeless people, it's like domestic violence. They're, they all live with each other. They all chose to be with each other. Just leave them alone. Don't get involved. <laughs> it's like a family fighting with each other. You know, they all know each other. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, at the beginning of lockdown, uh, one of my neighbors, like across the hall from me, they decided to mm-hmm. uh, try acid for the first time, and they were screaming about all the shit they were saying, and, like, we had, like, it got to the point, like, like, either we have to call the cops for what's happening next door, or we have to check on it, or both, and we, we, as an I, I go to knock on the door, and it's like, everything all right here? And it's just like, my roommate is so fucking high right now, they think they are in literal hell. Do you have anything that can help? Do you have any Xanax or anything like that? Just something to knock them out. They're just screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh my god. I like when they open the door, I can see her on the couch just losing her fucking shit. I thought the whole time was some domestic case. <laughs> yeah, um I you really can't too much when somebody's like that fucked up on acid because they're having whatever in their own mind the acid is showing them something they don't want to see it it really just offers them something sweet like some ice cream or something <laughs> hopefully they'll snap out of it and yeah, be like oh yeah delicious <laughs> Alright, that that was a fun time catching up with Rudy. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, sorry about any issues that uh, Skype may have caused. Uh, we're running this thing as best we can, but I think it was fun. I think it was a, a grand old time. Uh, <laughs> that, that said, uh, my original guests uh, were, were wishing him the best... Uh, Hopefully all this uh, stuff pans out for him, and uh, yeah, uh, we got more episodes coming to you in the coming weeks. We uh, we're actually getting a small but steadily growing uh, fan base, and a month in, this seems this seems to be going well. I I'm glad you guys keep on tuning in. I'm glad you guys keep on listening to episodes, and I just want you to know we got more for you. Gonna be continuing in uh, continuing in the same direction, a little bit higher quality, or at least uh, 
better editing as this stuff goes along and a uh, firmer grasp of what we're doing. we got some great guests coming at you the next few weeks. Uh, we are going to have Matt Snover, Jack Freeman. We have a couple more folks like uh, Tom Alfano returning. And uh, we're going to have a shorter episode where I do a uh, relatively quick interview with uh, one of the people who was uh, foundational in me getting into comedy, uh, whether or not she knows it, uh, Mana in between. Uh, all right. I, I think I've talked enough. You, you've listened to me ramble and rant for long enough. Uh, you guys uh, keep listening to the podcast. We're going to be uploading some stuff to YouTube and Instagram soon, throwing some clips on all these things. And, uh, yeah, give us a goog uh, as soon as you can. Okay. Have a good one, guys.